Welcome, everybody, to the first I Got a Story podcast. Um, today, we got uh, a special guest as well for the for the first edition podcast. And I got my co-host here. Kate. Hello, everybody. And the guest is Ben. What's up, everyone? All right. This sounds really robotic. We're, we're getting used to the whole podcast thing here. But um, Ben actually has a really good story he wants to bring up about some customer service. Um, I mean, yeah, we can, we can jump right into it, but if we're going to tell a story, I'm going to have to take you back in time a little bit. All right. All right. All right. Take um, us, take us back, Ben. Take, right, us, take back. us back. Take us way back here. How far back are we going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think five weeks. So five weeks ago, my watch, my, I had a series three, um, 42 millimeter, I think, uh, watch and five weeks Wait, ago, what kind I, of watch? What what? What kind of watch? It was an Apple like, Watch. Apple Watch, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um I called Apple five weeks ago and I was like, Hey, my watch isn't charging. I've tried to troubleshoot it, I've reset it, I repaired it. Like I don't know what to do. I'm typically savvy enough to figure it out on my own, but like this doesn't seem like an issue I could fix. So that's why I'm calling you. And uh, this lady, she was from Nashville because she had a fantastic accent oh i i, I know i love i love those southern accents i actually really do yeah they, <laughs> I love them. it was nice it was nice um so she helped me she troubleshoot it and she was like i think it's a software issue but we aren't going to be able to do this like we typically do because your answers didn't fit any of our troubleshooting problems so she sent me up to her boss who I think was David, I'm pretty sure. I don't have to check the email, but... Shout out to David. Uh, yeah, so I talked to David, and David's like, okay, so since your Apple Watch has the waterproof seal in it, you can't send this to like your closest Apple store. You need to send it to the manufacturer, and we actually have to fix it. And Wait, is, I was like... Wouldn't Apple be the manufacturer? Yeah, well, which was I was confused because I was like, yeah, I can just go to Rosedale and get it done. You know what I mean? I can just, <laughs> yeah, I, can just... I never owned an Apple Watch. What exactly was wrong with it? Because I just had a your basic hand and face I, watch. Okay, so yeah, um, they said it was a software issue uh, that like it needed to be updated, and that's why it wasn't charging. Um, that's why it wasn't so able like to that get was any... an initial problem. It just wasn't it wasn't charging for some reason. Yeah, and Would it wouldn't hold. On? Or is this dead? It would like be stuck on the Apple logo. It would just it would just shine that Apple logo, and then it wouldn't charge. So like, <laughs> made like a boot loop. Or it something. was basically like a boot loop. Sounds yeah. like a fantastic yeah, okay. product. That's happened to my Microsoft Surface. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah didn't not, you? Not fun. We we put that in your uh, in your freezer. <laughs> in my freezer, but it didn't help crap. <laughs> it didn't work. So like, no, it killed the battery, but the battery probably didn't fix it. <laughs> oh. Like I was told, the only way to fix it would be uh, freezing the battery to end the boot loop because it deletes the memory from the RAM, but uh, it didn't. So, anyways. Back to your Nashville girl. Yeah, no, so I'm talking to David, and they're like, yep, so we think it's a software issue, and we're going to send you a box, and you got to put your Apple Watch in it, and then it will get sent out here, and our techs can fix it. And I was like, okay, sounds awesome. Uh, send me the box, and I'll send it right away. So was away. that for free then? Yeah, so they did it for free because it was like a specialty. It was like a specialty thing because uh, they troubleshooted it to be something that like typically isn't broken, and uh, they had to be, they're the only ones who could take it apart. So they were like, we're going to waive the fee because we're the only so ones who can do it. So they had to open it up to watch. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So they, okay. they had to open up because of the waterproof seal. That's why they can't do gotcha. it at Rosedale because they don't have enough tools. 
um, to do it. You, you so, know, my, my question is, wouldn't it be better customer service if they had you walk into an Apple store? Because we're talking about like a mega corporation here and they just handed you a new watch and then figured this problem out by themselves. We'll get to that. We'll okay, get to that. Okay, okay. Well, the fun, this, is a, this, is a fun, this is like an annoying thing because my when I first got my Galaxy S10 Plus, the first one I had, that got stuck in a boot loop. So I took it to the store I bought it from and they also said, oh, we can't do anything about it. And it's just more like... What the what, what yeah, that side? Did like, you did you buy that? Oh, wait, but, okay, but did you buy that from a carrier? I bought it from the like the Sprint store. I bought it from that Sprint store. Well, okay, so if you buy a phone from a Sprint store, the only reason why I'll side with Sprint in the terms of them not handing you a new phone is that's something that Sprint would have to physically pay for. But in terms of no, his I'm, watch, I'm, it's I'm fine with that. It's an Apple I'm saying, product. I'm just saying, why? I just wish that Sprint or somebody around the area would be able to fix like all they have to do is open up the phone and yeah do something with the board i just wish that people could actually do that and i don't have to send my phone in for a week and get it fixed i don't know that's my gripe probably probably just me being a little baby but i wish if you bought it from the sprint store they can well when you spend breaks, six but... seven eight hundred dollars on a phone and you have to send it out and have no phone for a week yeah, yeah. like you know okay but get back to your to your apple story yeah so they had to open up the watch to fix it, so I had to send it out. So I send it out, and then I get an email, like, maybe two days later, and the email, I can actually probably pull the email up, because it was just ridiculous. And the email said, oh, um, there is another issue wrong with your Apple Watch that you did not mention in your conversation with the text, and... I was like, oh, okay. And I click on the link to like see what the problem was. There's a hardware issue they found. And and the three options they gave me for Apple is what, is what to do with my watch because it was unusable. Um, because like the whole thing was destroyed. Basically, they said the hardware was damaged and they weren't able to repair it. Or else I would have to pay, I would have to pay $250 to get it fixed. All right, that's option one. Or option B... They recycle it, or option C, <laughs> they send yeah, I, and option C, they send it back to me unrepaired and broken. All right, Ima- Ima- imagine being told by a multi-billion-dollar company those are your three options. <laughs> I was gonna say I love the fact of they just assume that you're rich enough to just go buy another watch. They're like, don't worry, I mean we can recycle well, it for you. Like- and not to mention. They're saying you failed to mention there's a hardware problem. How would you know that? The phone's, I mean, the, the watch is broken. <laughs> and all you can see is the Apple logo. How are you supposed to know if that's a hardware issue or a, or software, a software issue? Yeah. Isn't that their job? Why is it the consumer <laughs> shop to tell you, well, I know what's wrong with my phone. Isn't that their job to diagnose it? No. Yeah. Okay. So that was my gripe. You said that word. I like that one. Um, this is my gripe about the whole thing. Uh, I then become... A little uneasy, a little frustrated, I may admit, because you just get told that you send your watch out for no reason and they're not going to fix it. Or if they do fix it, you're going to have to pay 75%. Yeah. Yeah. You basically buy a whole new watch. Like the new watch is like 400 bucks, 350 bucks. I'm not going to put 250 into a two year old watch. That's ridiculous. Yeah. The Series Um, 3 watches right now are literally $169 at Walmart. It's (laughs) like, what the hell? it, It makes zero sense. So I was. I was rightfully so, like a little angry. So I was kind of, I was just letting it like simmer down. So I got on Xbox with Jack actually, and we played Forza for a bit. And then 
And then I told him my situation. He was like, did you call Apple? I'm like, I don't know if it's worth it. Turns out, it was kind of worth it and kind of not worth it. I got a pretty kick-ass story, but I call Apple with Jack on the mic, and uh, Alex answers the phone. All right, Alex is the Apple representative. He's actually a senior advisor at Apple, too. Okay. So he's a big dog. He's a big shot. Um, I get on the phone with him, and I'm like, hey, I got an email today about my Apple Watch. I would just like to understand like what it means and how you explain it to me because it seems kind of foolish what the email was about. And he asked for my name, my last name, what the issue was, and he pulls up the report Apple gave um, about my watch. And he's like, oh, there's a hardware issue. We're not going to be able to fix it um, unless you want to pay $250 or I can just send it back. And So I guess my, my question is why, why would it be free to fix the software issue when you have to because you still have to open up the watch for a software issue or hardware issue, so it's why would that be free, but a software be two fifty? Yeah, and and yeah, that's what I asked him basically. Yeah, he, he goes, yeah, or you have to pay for it, or you have to like just get it sent back to you broken. And I was like, and and, and that's when I kind of like started asking questions and kind of like figuring out what was really wrong with it. Uh, and I asked him like, but you guys have the watch. You had me send it out. You troubleshooted it yourself. You guys made the mistake by assuming it was software instead of hardware, and it turns out you were wrong. Now you're telling me that I have to pay for the repair, or you just send it back to be broken. And I kind of laid out the chain of events from my perspective to kind of like have him understand because it's 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 brutal, it's savage, and and he goes he goes, yep, um, that's really it. Um, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing we can do for you. And I was like, I was like, well, can you fix it? You guys messed up. Like you're in the position where you just have me set my watch over and you guys are refusing to fix it. But I I just don't understand what that's about. And he's like, well, the repair is actually different. Like with the software, um, with the software problem, we can just plug it in. He obviously probably didn't know. I talked to a rep and actually asked them how they did it. Um, because he, didn't know I knew how they have to do the software. They actually have to open it up, like we were talking about earlier, because the waterproof seal. And he was like, yeah, we wouldn't have to do that for the hardware one. So I was like, wait a minute. You have to open it up anyways for the software. What? What's the difference? He was like, uh, no, we actually don't have to. And I'm like, what do you mean? I, I was told that last week when I was talking to an advisor. He's like, well, no, that's not actually how we do it. And... And I was, kind of, I was kind of a little more like heated. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, fine. If you're not going to fix it, then what, 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 what am I going to do? He's like, well, we're just going to send it back to you. I'm like, well, can you at least throw me a discount? Like throw a dog a bone? Like you kind of just like screwed me out, like, out of a fix. And you're asking me to repair it when I can just buy a new watch. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And... I was going to ask him about the whole recycling thing. I'm like, so you guys would just recycle it? And and he was like, yeah, we, we would like strip it for what it is and just just throw it away. Um, and I was like, okay, well, what, would I be able to like trade in my watch for like a discount? And he was like, no, your watch has no value because it's broken. <laughs> and that, that, yeah, right, right. Um, so here's he why I kind of try to like start playing him a little bit kind of like finessing him a little bit. I was like, 
you're telling me my watch has no value, but you want me to dump $250 worth of value into the old watch. But then when you recycle it, you're going to take out everything that is valuable, but not going to give me any of it. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's facts. It's facts. It's, it's, it's facts. And he, and I asked him cause I knew like, I know how recycling devices work. Like you rip it apart and take all the gold, the um, nickel or copper or whatever is in that device. Um, cause that's value. And he probably didn't know I know that. So he, he tried to talk to me like I was a little kid. But I'm not. So he was like, yeah, if we recycle a watch, we're just going to, like, take and just throw it away. Disassemble like, it, it turn it into another watch, yeah. sell it to someone else. No, the, he, he was literally just like, yeah, we just send it to one of our distributors and they get rid of it. And I was like, and I was like, but what about the gold in it? And he's like, he's like, oh, well, there is really no gold in it. There's like a tiny piece of gold. So I'm like, oh, so there's value in it. You just said there was gold in it. And... <laughs> This, this, this. Well, being a smart ass because yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got angry. He got angry. I tell you, he was like, "This what really, this what really pushed me over the edge." He goes, "Um, okay, sir. Uh, you need to open your mind and comprehend the ideas I'm breaking down to you. Uh, you sent your watch in for a software issue. It's not a software issue. It's a hardware issue. And we have to open up the watch to fix it. And we are not doing that. We can send it back to you, or you can repair it. You let me know right now. And I'm telling you, bro, Rage. I was." I was livid. I was out and I was more dis I was more disbelief. I was in disbelief because like I was like, I can't believe someone just said that to me. Like imagine like imagine being a customer and being told that by a senior advisor. Alright. Especially over something that they screwed up. Like the fact of the matter is they told you that it was something or they thought that it was a software issue. And I'm also a little bit confused why a hardware failure would not be under a warranty because a hardware failure is something that was wrong while they were manufacturing that product. So that's something on their side. Like obviously software could arguably be your fault. You know, some people like to jailbreak their stuff or whatever and, and kind of brick it, but a hardware failure. I mean, that's something on, on their side of things. That means that whoever or whatever built that watch built it wrong. Or built it with faulty parts. So the fact that they're like, I'm not going to cover a hardware issue, but I'm going to cover a software issue is almost like, it doesn't make it any sense. sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. And that's what I tried to explain to Alex. All right, That's what I tried to tell him. I was like, you're going to open up the watch, so just fix it. You're going well, to have to repair it. The, how old was the watch, though? I mean, things like, have, like, I guess, their life cycle. Like three to four years old. But it's like they're still I selling. I don't, know, I don't know. what I mean, I Apple's typical consider. warranty is about a year. Yeah, the warranty was gone on that thing. It was demolished. Like, still, I, they should have thrown you some sort of bone in terms of like a discount because they're making yeah. these watches for what twenty five, thirty bucks, and yeah. it's like they're asking yeah. for two hundred and sixty dollars. And I mean, they're literally selling them. Them, like I said, Walmart has them on a Black Friday deal right now for one hundred and thirty nine bucks. And they're wanting you to pay I mean, 260 for the same watch. I mean, my biggest thing is that basically they thought they told you what the, what was wrong with it, which was initially wrong. They said they're going to fix it for free. But then when they found out it was something else wrong, they said it was, it's your fault for getting it wrong. And also, they're going to charge you for opening it up, even though, like you said, with the waterproof seal, they have to open it up anyways. So does it cost $260 worth of labor and parts to just what take out whatever's broken, put in a new piece? 
Like, I guess, I don't know, what's the labor on that? Probably gonna take them half an hour, so they get paid, I don't know, like $400 an hour, I guess? But, 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 parts of labor? but my, my, my thing is, like, like I said before, it would be cheaper for Apple, time-wise, to just hand you a new watch and then disassemble your old one for for whatever value is left in it and just have you go on your way. The fact that they took the time for you to send it out and for an advisor to look at it and for the advisor to call you or, or email you and tell you that something was wrong and then you took up another advisor's time calling because of something that they screwed up, it's like their cost there was more than the entire company's cost for these like, watches like like if if it weren't for the fact that they initially got the diagnosis wrong i would say tough luck it's a four-year-old watch but since they told you what was what they thought was wrong with it and then they were wrong i mean i'm not saying that they give you a brand new current edition watch no but, but at least the same they watch. need that they need to they need to rectify that they like if someone i'm not really good at cars so i can't think of a great analogy but basically if they diagnose something's wrong with your car and then say oh we'll fix it for free and then they figure out it's something else wrong, but it's really not going to make a huge difference. Like, so you have to take the whole car apart and you just have to change one thing. But because it wasn't originally what they thought, they're going to charge you now? Mm, I don't think so. It's one thing if... But even so, you sent your watch out. So even if it was like this whole watch is completely screwed, we can't even fix it. Okay, then maybe either they give you a gift, like a, a gift card or a discount for a new watch, like a brand new edition watch where you get like, I don't know, like... 20% off or they just give you a refurbished current one you just sent in because because at that point you put a lot of effort into getting your watch fixed so it's like well we got a whole point of customer service is keeping the customer happy if you if they put that much effort in they're trying to get their watch figured out and then you realize that our your initial diagnosis is wrong and that the cold watch is toast you can't just say tough luck jimmy i mean you can but then you shouldn't because then you have a situation like this where you piss someone off you know it's one thing at the store if they're like yeah things toast good luck getting a new one it's like okay whatever that you know that's already what i thought was wrong with it but once they tell you that oh it's just a simple software fix it gives you some hope and they're like okay sunday we'll do it for free like okay sweet i'll get my watch back and then they say oh it's hardware and you're an idiot because you said it was software and you sent it in so screw you because you were wrong and it's like no how would you expect people to know those things exactly that's my biggest that's my biggest takeaway which is that's that's so ridiculous i'm not going i said I was going to say, I'm not going against people that use Apple products because I, I get why people like them and I get the ecosystem around them. But if you look at just statistically speaking, Apple as a company is more tailored towards the people that want ease of use and don't know much about technology or don't care. They just want to buy something that arguably just works and be on their merry way. And it's like, so with a customer base like that, Especially because, you know, Ben knows more about technology than I would say the average person that buys an Apple product. So let's just say it wasn't Ben and it was somebody else that literally knew nothing about technology. And you're saying, is it software or hardware? They're gonna be like, I mean, how the hell would I know that? They're gonna be like, it just doesn't turn on. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't turn on. There's, there's something wrong with it. It doesn't turn on. And it's Apple's problem for automatically assuming that it's software, taking your time and even their employees' time. To be like, all right, send it in and we'll, we'll repair it. And then it gets there and they're like, yeah, we're not going to fix it. See, the one distinct difference is that if you would have had to send it in the gig original diagnosis and then they said, yeah, it's screwed. Okay, that's one thing. But since they told you originally that it was a software issue, 
Once they make that, in my opinion, this is my opinion, once they tell you they know what's wrong with it and it turns out they were wrong, it's on them to rectify it. It's still not, it's no longer on you. If they, if they would have said, send your phone in for free and we'll try to diagnose it and they say, yeah, your, your, your uh, watch is screwed. Okay, sorry. But if they say, oh, we know what's wrong with it, send in, we'll fix it for free. And then they get it like, wait, that's not what's wrong with it. Sorry, you said it was. So now it's on you to, you know, make the customer happy because you told them you knew what was wrong with it. You can't... Yeah. In my opinion, you can't say, we know what's wrong with it, we're going to fix it, and then it turns out you're wrong. Maybe spoke to, maybe don't speak too soon next time. Versus, let me look at it and I'll let you know. Because if they do that, then okay, then you don't, then they can say, oh yeah, it's, it's software, so we can't really, or hardware, so we can't really fix it. But once they said it was software and they'll fix it for free, I don't care what's wrong with the watch. That's on their, it's on their, uh, it's the balls in their court to really make you happy there. And I think that there's, they were mad because they spoke too soon. Yeah. I don't know. It, exactly. And, uh, and that guy said that to me. He said, I need to open my mind and comprehend the ideas he's breaking down to me. And then he laid out the sequence of events. I, I think what Apple and, needs to do is open their mind or open their pocketbook <laughs> and yeah. just, just allow somebody to have a watch. See, the, the difference, too, is it, it would have been totally different if he was like, hey, pay 270 bucks and we'll just send you the newest one. Like, that's different because that's like, what, a five yeah. $600 watch? Okay, fine. Like, at that point, they're giving you like a 50% off discount for their screw-up. But the fact that they're like, yeah. yeah, send us two hundred something bucks and we'll fix your watch, or 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 After replace they said it. Fix it for free. Yeah, it's like that doesn't, like that doesn't help me. I sent it to you, thinking I wasn't going to spend money, and now you're just telling me I have to spend yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sending it. If I if I had the money uh -huh. to buy one, why wouldn't I just buy one and just exactly. <laughs> not went through this whole process? Exactly. No, yeah. So so I was taken back a little bit, and Jack. Jack's on the mic and he hears that whole thing and he goes, that man just disrespected you, bro. And I was like, yeah, he, he did, didn't he? And Jack is like, yeah, bro. And, and I flipped the switch, bro. I, I flipped the switch. I was not backing down at that point. I, I drew my line in the sand and I fucking went for it. And I, and I, I, the next thing I said was like, I, I cannot believe that you just said that to me. I am here with a problem and an issue, and now it's become a bigger issue because of your attitude. You do not get to speak to me like that. I am a customer trying to ask for help with a difficult situation you can't even figure out. So don't take a tone with me, all right? So, and then he, he goes, he goes, well, you are being a really difficult person. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm asking questions and trying to get information to why Apple, a billion-dollar company, won't uh, fund a $250 mistake. Uh, okay, for one, a almost $3 trillion company. Uh, and sure. not, only, yeah, more not only just that, but I'm sorry, you're in customer service, and you're saying you're being difficult, so I'm just going to get angry. Being in customer service... Is is dealing with difficult people? No, it's exactly I mean, that's what like, it is. That's like being that's like being at an old folks' home, right? And and taking care of old people and stuff. And then like when they can't do something for themselves, you get pissed off about it. Like that is your job. <laughs> you're you're there to help these people, yeah. and you get pissed off about it. Like that, yeah. that doesn't even I've, make I've, sense. I've hammered this point a lot, but again, the mistakes on them now because they spoke too soon so it's one thing if you're just being a jerk to them because you're mad you have to pay for it but you're like i said usually if there if it was just that they said it was a hardware problem before saying it was software yeah you're kind of being a little bit of a karen but since they said 
oh, we'll fix it for free because we know what's wrong with it, and they were wrong, oh, I would have gone off too because you can't say you're going to fix something for free and then you messed up and they're like, okay, we messed up now, we're going to make you pay for it. And if you don't want to, don't worry, we'll recycle it and throw it away for you. And also, you need to comprehend that because you're an idiot, I guess, because you said it was software, not hardware. It's like, shut up. Yeah, no, and and honestly, um, it was funny because like I felt I felt like all my adrenaline flowing through me because I was hot. I was hot, you know what I mean. And uh, I was I was like my mind was sharp. And every sentence he said, I memorized everything to see if he would trip up and slip, so I can like kind of like even more pushback uh, for being an idiot and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he talks about how it's not their issue and he brings up the analogy of cars which is funny because cal also did an analogy about a car he goes he goes if if you bring your car into the shop and they dynos for one thing and or no, he says if you call a shop over the phone and ask them for a diagnosis and they give you one over the phone without seeing it and then you bring the car to the shop, and they see it's a different problem. They're not going to do it for free. Okay. And Here's the difference, I, too. If you call a car shop and ask for a diagnosis, you know what they're going to tell you? Bring it in. Bring we it can't in. diagnose right, stuff yeah. over the phone. Right. If, if, yeah, if so, they're stupid so, enough to say, oh, that's what's wrong, and I'll fix it for free, bring uh, it in. Yeah. When yeah. You, you know, if you <laughs> – that's ridiculous. No, I, so, okay, so, so, uh, so I was like – I was like, A – that was a dumbass analogy. And B, if you want to get your car diagnosed, you bring it into the shop. And from working at a dealership, when we diagnose something and it was misdiagnosed in person, they fix it for free. You want to know why? Because they are a good company that has good customer service. And and he was like, and he was like, I've been taking notes this entire time. I'm writing down your feedback. I I understand everything you're saying. And I was just, I was just like. Can't kiss ass now, Alex. I was like, I was like, bro, I'm infuriated with you. I want your name. I want to put a formal complaint against you. I want to make sure your managers hear this. I want your badge number. And and he was like, he was like, okay, I'll I'll get a link sent out to you about um a complaint. I'll I'll send that survey out right away. Uh, and I was and I was like, okay, okay, I'm like, okay, what's your name? He's like, he's like. Oh, I'm Alex. I'm like, all right, Alex, what's your last name? He's like, I can't give you the information. And I was like, how is Apple supposed to know the troublemaking Alex they have? <laughs> and and he was like, he's like, okay, have a good day. And he hangs up on me. Oh, I'm guessing that email never came then. Yeah, that, and, that email and never showed up. I was talking to Jack. I was talking to Jack. I'm like, bro, that did not just happen. He was like, that was insane. You know, it's really sad that like when you buy a product, you are essentially playing like this 50-50 game that you're going to have a company with good customer service. Like like you were saying like your car dealership had really good customer service and they'd take care of the problem. And I know both of you already know this story about my watch or about my uh, mouse, but like I literally called Logitech because I bought a Logitech G Pro wireless from them, which is a $150 mouse, mind you. And it has a lifetime warranty. I never went to their website, never activated anything, never done any of that. I called them because the mouse was having an issue. And they didn't ask any question other than my name, the serial number of my watch, my address, and they shipped me out a new one. No questions. And, and here's another example. So I, even though I still have the warranty, but remember Fossil at the mall? Yep. They, they're not there anymore. Yep. But my Fossil watch, like a month after I got it, it stopped working. So I brought it in. Preparing, preparing to show my receipt with the warranty on it to get it sent out and repaired. They just asked for my name and then took it 
and didn't even ask for the warranty and got me a new watch. No questions asked. They didn't do any of this games like Alex did. You know, they just did straight up customer service that was perfect and no gripes from there. Yeah, and and that's why that's why I wish the conversation would have been. The only bad part is is that since you were so brutally savage with him, nothing's probably gonna happen. But if you would have been some polite saint and he still would have got an attitude it might, might be a different story. Let's see. Let's okay, wait, wait, wait. Here's, let, let's here's also, my theory, though. Okay, uh, let, let, let's hear your theory. I, here's my theory, though. If, like, it's what Austin said earlier. If you're a customer service, you expect difficult conversations and difficult people. And if you cannot deal with either of those, you don't deserve to be customer service. All right? <laughs> no, that, that's true. That's a, that's, that's a point where you need to be at. If you can't deal with those two things, you don't deserve to be you, you have you when, when you work, no, no, no. When you work in customer service, unless somebody is just being a total, they're just ripping on you for absolutely no reason, and there's like like nothing, they just essentially walk up to you or, or you get on the phone and they just start ripping on you. That's the only time where I'm like, <laughs> you can kind of defend yourself. But when you get a customer service job, you have to essentially, and this is going to sound bad, but you have to essentially just... Think that everybody that you're talking to on the phone is an idiot about the subject and knows nothing. And you have to treat them like they know nothing. And that's just how it is. You have to you have to be patient with them. You have to be as nice and and uh, as forgiving and stuff as you can. Because not everybody knows, you know, Ben understood what the people were saying at Apple. But a lot of people would be like, software, hardware, I don't care. Fix it. And like... The fact that they were like going back and forth about all this stuff is just ridiculous. It's like it's horrible. It's a horrible customer service. I mean, we're talking about a company that has a market cap as of today of two point six four trillion dollars that can't afford Jesus. to give you a watch, whereas Logitech has a market cap of fourteen point eleven billion, and they just sent me a new one. <laughs> and, and my mouse probably costs Logitech. The same amount of money as their their watch does. And again, it's one thing, like you say, if you're going off on a guy because you're mad about your watch, but for like the fifth hundred time, I know I keep saying this, but they were the ones who made the mistake. They have to rectify it. If they're gonna get all pissy pants with you, that's their problem. And he brought the he brought the heat by claiming like you gave us the wrong uh, diagnosis. Uh, no, 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 no. Your company did. It's a nice try, Alex. And guess what? You're in customer service, so you should fix that and not put the burden of whatever on me. Let, so, yeah. let's, Alex, Alex, Alex brought the gloves, and you gave him the. KO. Let, let's let's go back to the car analogy too. Let's say you brought your car in, and they really did think it was whatever issue. Let's say they they yeah. thought it was a software issue because every every new car yeah. has you know their ECU in it, the little computer. Mm-hmm. And let's say they flashed that ECU, and for some unknown reason. When you turned on your car that screwed up everything, your RPMs were out of whack or something, and it blew your car engine. You're telling me that they're not going to rectify that? They're going to. They're going to just fix it. And that that would be completely on them. And Apple essentially opened up your watch, realized that there was something else, and the fact that they opened it also means it's not waterproof anymore. So if they sent it back, your watch is already defective as hell. Because now, <laughs> now, now it doesn't work anywhere near the, the factory spec. It doesn't turn on, and it's not waterproof. So yeah. you just completely just screwed the whole the whole thing. And I asked them for like a trade of value, and they're like, "No, it's worth nothing." Yeah, and it's worth. <laughs> you know, you should you should God. honestly just be like, "You're right. Your products Thank are God. worthless. I'm just gonna go to a different <laughs> company." Because I mean, it's in, it's it's insane how bad these companies' customer services are. Like, I called Amazon. Actually, I, I chatted with them online, which is 
probably the the reason why this was so bad. But I bought a keyboard on Amazon literally two hours before I checked it again and it went down $30 in value. I got it the same day. When I received it, I messaged him. I was like, hey, I noticed that it went down $30. I'm just asking for you guys, not even to refund my card, just if you could put the $30 on my Amazon account, that would be great. Because if I went to Best Buy with a receipt, they would just give me that $30 back. It's actually for like 30 days that if the product goes cheaper for like 30 days, they'll give you the difference. And this guy literally goes, no, sorry, Amazon literally has the cheapest prices anywhere. So we don't price match. And I was like, so you don't price match yourselves? Because like you literally docked it down in price hours after I bought it. And he was just going back and forth like, no, sorry, like we don't do that. And he goes, but I have a solution for you. I was like, okay. For one, I don't know why you didn't bring this solution up in the first place. And he goes, you can return it and rebuy it. And I was like, okay. And so I literally sent him, how does this make any sense that Amazon would rather send me the product, then transfer, uh, do a transfer of a return, pick up the product, send the product back to the warehouse just for them to put the same product on a truck and putting it back to my house? And he goes, I don't know. That's just how we do things. And I was like, okay, can I get an accelerated return? Meaning that they give me the money back before they hold, you know, like this, typically they do like a dollar charge in your card. They hold the money until they receive the product, but they refund you. And he's like, yeah, let me see if I can do that. Comes back and goes, oh, don't worry. I just discounted the product. So you're going to get the $30 back on your card. <laughs> what? So I just spent an hour of you telling me you can't do that. And then when I said I'm going to return it, you do it? I'm guessing he didn't know he could do that until he asked the manager for that thing. He's like, why don't you just do this? And he's like, oh, you can actually do that. Then train your employees. I don't know what to tell you. Because like, the, We're just asking, like not sure. that, that experience in itself, he's lucky that I'm not some kind of Karen because that really could have pushed me over the edge where I'm just like, screw you. You know, you just took a I lot of really my time. Had, I've never really had a difficult customer service person. Usually they're pretty pleasant. So I'm glad. Bose is probably one of the best I've ever had. I used I bought a, a pair of Bose speakers from the pawn shop when I was like 17. And I got home and they were blown. But the pawn shop, they, they essentially sell you things as is. So they're like, if it's broken when you get home, you're kind of screwed. And I paid like 25 bucks for these things. And they're like $300 Bose speakers, you know, seven years ago. And I saw that Bose had a lifetime warranty. I contacted them and was like, I did buy them at a pawn shop. I didn't buy them from you guys. And they were like, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. Send us 50 bucks and send us the product, and we'll send you the brand new pair. I mean, these are like $300 speakers. And yeah. Apple couldn't even send you a watch? No, no and it's so crazy. So I uh, I was like, what the hell? And Jack was like, that, that, that was ridiculous. So I kind of just like, try to shrug it off and I come to play an Xbox. But then I think Martin got home. We told him the story and he was like, well, did you follow up with anyone? And I was like, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is probably a good time to go do that then. So I call Apple again and hopes to like talk about Get somebody better. Yeah. The hope to talk about it. And unfortunately I, I love the lady who picked up. She was a very sweet old lady from uh north carolina so she had this she had this like she had just she had an unreal accent it was amazing um and she tried to help me but i don't think she knew what i was trying to get done so i just ended up hanging up and calling again 
And uh, <laughs> funny enough, funny enough, I called again to Apple. Oh, no. And I got a representative in Minnesota. Oh, okay. And I'm talking to her, and I'm like, yeah, this happened on the phone. He told me to do this. He, he was talking to me like I was stupid. He was taking an attitude with me. And I just want to know if I can get, like, a discount. And he was just, like, totally telling me, like, I had, like, I had nothing to do. And she was like, I am so, 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 so sorry that happened. That is never supposed to happen. And she pulled up the file of Alex's report. And she was like, she's like, okay, what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to have you tell me that again. I want to take down all these notes and I want to get it sent to Alex and I'm going to get it sent to his manager. And, and I was like, oh, all right, let's do it. And I was telling her the story and she was just, she was just like taken back to, she was in disbelief. And she was like, I cannot believe that even happened to you. Like, I am so sorry. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I can get this sent to them and that will be it. Uh, that is just crazy. And she was kind of speechless. And, and I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, I, I cracked a little joke. The joke is pretty funny. Um, I went, I went, yeah, well, we're Minnesota nice. And I just got Minnesota disrespected. Huge hit with her. She laughed so hard. And I had Jack and Martin fucking like, told me that was a stupid joke while she's laughing her ass off. It was pretty slick. Um, so, so Alex got all that shit sent to him. She got the, he, he got the full report. His manager saw it. Um, and then I need, and then I needed to wait to get my watch back because I asked Alex and he paraged, uh, sent it back to me. I was like, I, I was like, I, I want my watch sent back if you're not going to fix it. And, uh, and I waited to get my watch back. Guess how long it took to get my watch back. Two weeks. I don't have it to this day. It, it took, it took almost a month to get it back. I'll check my That's email surprising. every day what? and, and, and they finally, and they finally sent me. They finally sent me it, and and the and the, the letter was like, the letter was like, oh, if this repair was originally put down for what the actual like problem was, we would have fixed it for free. And so you're telling me a company? I, I was I, I was I was just like I'm done with this. Uh, wait wait wait! So sit, if they were originally it's it's a software problem, they would have fixed it for free. Yeah, it's literally sitting in my drawer, the watch, and I I'm just sick of it. Wait, but hold on, hold on, hold on. The 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 letter said the letter. that if yeah. it would have if they would have said it was a software problem originally on the first hardware thing, they hardware fixed it for free hardware then? If for it, hardware I, they would have said it was hardware I'll the first time they would have fixed it for free. Yeah, that that's what's on the white little package, and I wish I still had it. What? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. They get they get the diagnosis wrong and say, "Well, if we would have gotten it right, we would have fixed it for free." But since we messed it up, screw you. Correct. What the hell? I wish I wish I had it because it was ridiculous. I would have saved that. I would have put it in my box of files. So I guess the real question here is, did you did you end up buying another watch? No, I've never had an Apple Watch since. Boycott. See? Yeah, I mean. And, and, and no, and the thing is, the thing is, it sucks because I relied on my Apple Watch for almost everything, all notifications, all phone calls, um, anytime I needed to find my phone. It was, it was an awesome device and now I don't have it. I miss phone calls a bunch. I miss text a bunch. I'm losing my phone a bunch. It's, it's all gone awry. So, Maybe Alex should buy you one. It, so, it sounds to me like you need to go to Android. 
Do they have a smartwatch? Um, uh, yeah, pl- plenty. I mean, especially like the Samsung ones. Samsung ones got the all, Samsung the, all the same nice. features. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can find really your nice. phone. You can, I mean, do everything. Everything that an Apple Watch can do, a Samsung watch can do. I need a new phone. What phone do you have? I sold the S10 Plus. It's like three years old. Yeah. Yeah, you should. You should get a new one. I don't want it off the... It's cracked, and it has a couple pixels that are dead. Because I drove with it off the, when my, it was on top of my car, and I drove down the highway, and it flew off my car. What? <laughs> it's a story for a different day. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so... <laughs> I don't. I just don't know how you managed to do that. Um, like I said, story for a different day. Um, I mean, actually, you know, I had an LG Wing, which was a really cool phone. Did the same thing. Uh, I was getting gas, put it on the top of my truck, drove away, and just flew off. And it was just, it was destroyed. See, my phone wasn't destroyed, which is the best part of the story. I didn't even have a freaking, it had a very $2 case on it. And it, all I did was crack the back, back of it. It didn't cause the original crack I already had, and it didn't cause the dead pixel. All I did was crack the back of my phone. I mean, yeah, that's pretty surprising. I've seen iPhones, uh, especially when I worked in customer service, I saw iPhones come in that were just shredded. I mean, just shredded. And it, chipped, and it dented the metal. Yeah. There was a dent on the metal. But that's about it. So long story short, with all of this, I guess, is the fact that customer service people just suck. Um, yeah. Some do. But, some do. But I think another thing that we were going to touch on in this one that we thought sucked and is really changing the world uh, is social media. Should we get should we get into the social media? Well, that might be another rabbit hole we don't want to go down right now. I mean, I, I'm I'm good for whatever. Okay, so me and Cal talk about social media a lot, um, and social media has changed society in a lot of ways. I feel like you know a lot of ways it was beneficial to get a hold of people and maybe show people some things that people may not have been able to see before you know the facebook posts of of you know the family on christmas or whatever but i i feel like social media has gone down a very bad rabbit hole to where it almost just makes people feel lesser about their lives because people cherry pick everything that they put on there to make their lives seem like perfect well the bottom line is social media now is just so freaking toxic that it's I think it's ruining pretty much everything. When we grew up, when we were middle school, so I don't know, 10 years ago, 10, 10, 12 years ago, honestly, uh, social media, like you said, was all about just Christmas photos or whatever. And then also, here's the biggest example I can give of this. When people first got Instagram and Twitter and all that, they would just post everything about their lives. Now it's, can I post this or is it not going to get enough likes? Can I post this or can I post that or am I going to get made fun of? Can I, do I need to copy this famous person? People care way too much about how they're going to be perceived now on social media rather than back when we, when it first came out, when we were fresh in middle school, when it first came out with all that stuff, Instagram, Snapchat, kick, no one kick, you kick, um, group me, all those things. People didn't you like people didn't care about like the uh, the culture online. It was just there to like literally post. Like I would post. I I think I just deleted my first Instagram, but I found it the other day. All I did was post the dumbest crap that literally no one cared about, but I just posted it because whatever. You don't see that anymore. Maybe in adults like people our age now, but 
even but usually people older than us who will post anything because they don't care what people will think people our age and younger all they care about is like likes and fame and not being made fun of and being the biggest word is fake this is, everybody's fake on there and all does is create a very toxic toxic environment and i think that it is like the main reason people are depressed I was gonna say I, because... I was gonna say I feel like it's it's actually destroyed our age group more than probably any other ones because the kids nowadays I mean they're kind of growing up with this like as just a thing so it was just more or less like they're probably more used to it but I feel like it transformed into what it is now for more of our generation to where all the girls feel like they have to get half naked on Instagram to get all these likes and stuff like that and like guys can't you know, post like emotional stuff or whatever, because they're just going to get totally like shit on. They're going to be like, Oh, you're, you're a man. Suck it up, you know, deal with it or whatever the case may be. And then it's like, nobody posts anything about like, you know, I'm having a rough time right now or blah, blah, blah. Cause it doesn't get the likes, you know it, but if they're on a yacht with their, you know, friends or whatever, it's like, Oh, this is, this is post worthy. We got, we got to post this. Yeah. It's just, uh... It's just ridiculously, I don't know, I just, I and I try so hard to get off it, but, because all I follow now, there's people I like hearing, I think people I follow to stay informed on what's going on. Even staying informed sucks, because half the stuff that happens sucks. You go on the turn on the news and it's just depressing, so I don't really, well, I'm it's, trying it's, really hard to get it's off depressing it. I barely and it's, even use stuff anymore. You, you, I haven't posted on Instagram or anything like that in over a year, because it's just so... Nah. I mean, not only is like the world just kind of depressing right now, especially, you know, with the whole pandemic and, and stuff happening. But like it's it's also depressing because it, it it's gone further than just social media cherry picking everything. I mean, it's like everything news cherry picks what they're going to talk about. I mean, everybody cherry picks what they're going to talk about. And I feel like when you were talking about the situation of everybody being fake, it's like nobody posts like anything that's real anymore like they they always have to do something like, that's imagine how many friends you would make if you just posted the real you like i guess a per perfect example is be we have we have two friends and are in a whole different con uh, country, country across the across the ocean and <laughs> we met them by just being ourselves imagine like, that wouldn't happen now. I mean, maybe, again, online in a video game because people are tend to be themselves. But online social media, everyone's fake. And you can't really make any connections anymore because you're just going to meet fake people that aren't them real selves. If you were your real self online, I almost... I think Reddit's, like, the last true... Like, the Reddit's a per perfect example of this. Or, like, Discord. The, you make... People have so many communities in those little groups because they're themselves. Imagine if Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter full of people being themselves you would make so many friends and you would get so many connections the the other problem too though is people are so ballsy online so ballsy behind a computer people will say anything and and they don't they don't care but in person you know like some of these people you know they go on youtube videos and they're like yo go kill yourself you're you're worthless. You're this. You're that. You know. But nobody would actually say that to somebody in real life. At least I would really hope not. And it's just because they're so ballsy behind their screens. But then, oh, Ben, what do you agree with us on this whole social media trend, or are we kind of off off base? No, no, no. no. Yeah. Um, Austin reminded me of something. Uh, it's. I mean, I agree with you guys, and I see it every day. 
where I work, I see people not being themselves every second of every moment of their entire school, their school life. It's sad. It's depressing. I see people who, like, are acting different, and I can tell they're acting different. It's 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 just, it's just weird. Just being in that environment, because when I was growing up, like I think I had a big change, like sophomore year. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm not happy just trying to like weasel my way in somewhere and not be me. So like junior year, I was like, fine, like I'm gonna be me. I started bringing my fucking uh, <laughs> laptop to school every day. I started hanging out with all the nerds, and I'm telling you, hanging out with the nerds, um, and hanging out with all like the the so-called weird kids happiest time in high school i loved it those guys are so passionate about everything he got me into hacking he was like yo bro you gotta buy these things i bought those things and 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 he was like i'll teach you how to do it so i was in school i was like messing with the internet it was it was awesome see people who are themselves awesome that's exactly what happens you make you make real friends you're talking about real things things that are important to you not pretending to like I'm like just the perfect example would be people who drink in high school. I I'm guessing I I could be off base here again. 80 90% do it because they think they have to or they fit in. College same thing, probably even higher honestly. Um I drink more in high school than in college. And yeah. it, it that's cuz when I started at the very end of high school and actually back with high school with me, so you know, so like I just hated the school so much cuz it was so fake. That I had, I just had to leave. Yeah, I was going terrible. a whole different I did uh, college and school because I couldn't stand being around those people. And that was right. And that was the time I kind of realized I'm just going to be myself. And I don't care what happens. And I made all my friends I have today are the people I made when I did that because I stopped trying to fit in. I just decided to be myself. I stopped using social media a lot. And See, that's, no, that, yeah, that's no, what I just it's... don't understand, though, is like people like like what Ben was saying was like people try to essentially fit into every friend group because they feel like the more friends you have, it's not quality over quantity anymore. It's quantity over quality. It's like, oh, I have all of these friends and all these followers and all of this, that, and the other. And it's like they are willing to have like put on five different personalities and five different faces. But then I feel like that would really like make you depressed because in all reality, you're not yourself at all. And none of those people know the true you and they don't, that, you know, maybe they don't even like the true you or, or would physically care about the true you. And you're just being totally fake. Like all these people, like you said, go drinking just because they feel like they have to. Or they, they go out to like clubs and party or they, you know, do drugs or whatever the case may be. And it's like, I, I feel like that would just make you so depressed. Like I always tried to not do that and try to kind of make my own way. Now, I was never super popular in high school because of that, but at least like you said the friends that i have have all been with me throughout like my whole essentially like my whole life you know they they're not all the people that were fake you know they're not around anymore or they peaked or they peaked yeah and fell no yeah it's it's just it's yeah it's it's just crazy seeing people live their life someone they're not and my my whole thing i advocate now at school is that like when people ask me about like, oh, like, were you popular in high school? It's like, it's like, no, D- didn't well, really want to right be. There. That, that, that's like, that's that. Just that question just shows what's wrong. Why would that? Why would that matter? Not only yeah. is that like, yeah. Why? Why does being popular like what? Why is that even a thing? Like popular in, in what sense? Because popularity is has became like 
a contest. But it's like, who cares? Like, if you have, like, your clique of people and, and you're all real with each other, then you're popular in your own regard in terms of, like, you have your friend base and that's who you like to hang out with and you are being yourself. Therefore, you are way better off than these people that surround themselves with fake friends. Like, actually, what this kind of makes me think of is, like, the, those movies, like, uh, like Mean Girl and stuff. Where, like, the friends will, like, immediately flip on them because someone else becomes more popular. And it's, like, I don't understand why that means anything. Because you get a lot of attention. Like, is it, is it, is have, has everybody just became, like, an attention seeker? Or yeah, no, it's it's like it's yes. like what Cal said. It's like Cal said. It was like people people care too much about what people think. It's like that. That's exactly what it is. Like what once Junior came around, I stopped caring what people thought. I was just once myself. Once you stop caring what people think, you'll be never be happier. Yeah, and and I made more friends actually being myself because I was gaining traction from a different like from from different people, and it was awesome. And it, it was it was yeah. It, people care way too much nowadays. Like, way too much. It, it's like, who cares what Becky says? It's it's like, it's like what's their worth? It's like, what 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 is it worth, like, mentally to kind of, like, carry that? Like It, it affects I, it affects everything around you, too. Like, yeah. people, like, it affects relationships. I mean, if you're, if your friends don't like the person that you're dating or something, and it's like, but you really do? It's like, I don't, why does that really matter i guess it's like it, it does to a point if they're being like rude to your friends or whatever if they're really like your true friends but if they just don't like them because of or her because of something stupid then it's like you know you should be with this guy because he's hotter and has a mclaren okay <laughs> but i don't know i don't know social media has and I mean YouTube too. YouTube's declined. You can't say anything or do anything that you could have on YouTube back in the day. Back in 2010, 2011, 2012, it was like YouTube was a platform for creators of all kinds, all shapes, sizes, whatever, to go do whatever they want and build their audience based off of exactly who they are. And it's like nowadays it's it's really hard to do that. Not only because a, YouTube's algorithm is broken, but also yeah. just because, like, you can't, like, the skits back in the day or just, like, the joking culture that people would make. And, yeah, some people definitely took it way too far, but, like, you just can't do or say, like, for example, like, with COVID, when COVID became a thing, you couldn't even say that without getting demonetized on YouTube. And it's like, but that is... That's something that's going on in the world. I mean, that's not something you should try to hide. You know, people are talking about COVID. And I understand people are saying other stuff about COVID. But, I mean, that's that's the freedom of speech. Unfortunately, you just kind of have to let people have their own opinions in, in you know, their own content. No, it's, it's crazy, too, because um, you brought YouTube, like, doing the monetizing of, uh, like, COVID. I posted an Instagram story about a rapper talking about getting needles injected. And then when I checked the post again, like the, to see if a post said the CDC tagged COVID in it because like I mentioned in like getting the vax, I was like, you really, you really like have filters on to make sure every time someone mentions COVID to, to like have the CDC put there. 
just doing it without people's permission, just throwing it on there. It's it's a it's it's a, it's a slippery slope nowadays. It is. I mean, like, I th- th- okay, but can anybody really fully say? Because that's more of like a government level thing. I feel like can anybody truly say they believe the, or trust the government? I mean, this like. The, like, <laughs> we're, we're that's a, a different topic. Different that's a different topic. Okay. Well, I mean, we could talk about that in a different Cancel podcast. culture and government censorship and government trust is a, all topics for a different episode. Yeah, different I mean, day. We'll be talking for six hours. <laughs> yeah. Different day. Okay. Well, we'll leave that for for another for another episode. But I mean, I'm just saying, it's just like there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, and like no, it sucks because you can't separate anything now from politics because people always bring politics into everything and it sucks because not everything's a politics game video games uh tv shows uh movies um cartoon characters tv shows right, from the, like, the 2000s it's it's a <laughs> different topic for different days <laughs> okay let's yeah let's, got, let's... I, i'm heated now about it i'm heated <laughs> i'm heated now okay yeah, well that, that'll know. be a good episode if you guys want to see that <laughs> then make sure to to follow the podcast and subscribe and stuff so you guys can listen to that one because i know that'll be a heated one obviously we're not going to go into politics or anything because that doesn't matter but we will definitely talk about the government being very shady characters in in recent future and stuff especially not going to go into this but i will say the whole jfk <laughs> uh, documentation future. thing um but you brought up video let's not go down too many yeah, i was gonna holes. say you brought up video games let's let's talk about how battlefield 2055 <laughs> just hit the top 10 charts on steam's worst get... games of all time 2055 is not what it's called 2045 2045 2042 42 whatever see i don't even care enough about it to know its title no it's it's crazy because the big drops that just happened were vanguard uh battlefield and halo one of the best game out of the three of those the one that's free halo yeah one that's free yeah halo okay and it's just it's just crazy to see this bandwagoning group of people like oh my gosh it's a call of duty it's good it's like no it's not you know i i told i told Cal this the other day but i feel like the reason why halo is so successful now their last game obviously got trashed on because it was just horrible but i feel like the reason why halo is such a good game is because it's campaign focused that happens to be multiplayer whereas the other games are multiplayer focused that happen to have a campaign and i feel like people buy halo and respect halo because its story is so good and it's it's like almost like multiplayer is just an afterthought. It's just well, an Cold, extra Cold thing. Call of Duty, Call of Duty says third phase. It started as campaign focus, and then I would say, I don't know what Call of Duty you could say started the multiplayer like super focus. I wouldn't even necessarily say MW two. Maybe even maybe MW three or Black Ops one. That's when they're like, okay, let's shift focus on multiplayer. And then in 2019, or maybe you can argue with Blackout, they went, okay, now we're gonna only focus on Battle Royale. So. Call of Duty does kind of, I think it's kind of lost its identity, and that's why we've been seeing so much um, division and uh, poor game quality. And but like, okay, enthusiastic we, we were players. talking about this, I think last night. Why are games so bad now? Like back in the day, games definitely came out with their bugs and stuff, but it seems like there isn't a single game that can come out nowadays. It doesn't matter if you know Cyberpunk took 10, 15 years. And still buggy as hell. Vanguard My took a year, guess. and it was it's it's buggy as hell. Why are games coming out so trash? Is it because the teams I, I, I don't care? I had two theories care? last night. It's either they're not 
whoever is making them, they're not. They, they're hiring people that aren't good at making games, or they're not giving them enough time, or they're they're kind of uh, like they're, the new technology they're adding in games hasn't quite been mastered yet. Like and like they the don't know exactly. Stuff, yeah, yeah, they don't know exactly how to like. I don't want to say master them, but like use them perfectly yet, because that's why. Like I said, there's like a stock up of a Madden NFL 22 game where there's an invisible guy intercepting the football. There's Vanguard where there's more bugs I've never seen before in that video game. Cyberpunk 20, whatever it is, 2077, but so broken at release, they had to like issue a public apology and take it out of the PlayStation Store. <laughs> Battlefield 2042 <laughs> is like over, overwhelmingly negative, like 40,000 reviews on Steam. Um, I've never seen something like this before. And again, I think it's because the games have become so complex now that it's getting really hard for the, because again, think of it this way, Black, the call of Duty life cycle back in the day, you know, black ops two, black ops one for two. Those are life cycles of like the one annual release, but they weren't that complex. Now look at all everything they have in the games, the maps, the gunsmith uh, zombies, the new AI, the new graphics. That sh probably should take a little bit longer than it did back in the day because you have better stuff now. You're dealing with more intricate and complex things. You probably need more than a year or two, whatever it is, to make it. So I think that's an issue too. That I think they've had this new technology that you know it might be nicer, but you might need a little bit more time to work with it. You don't have the same luxury of working with the old stuff. You know, the new stuff might take a little bit longer to work with. So you gotta give yourself that time and stop rushing out games. I think that's kind of the biggest issue. I mean, just like social media, kind of its growth kind of ruined social media in itself do you think like the growth of the gaming industry like almost ruined it because i feel like like all the creativity in games now are just gone like it's like call of duty it's like yeah they do like another war you know like the, the cold war and then it's vanguard and there's that but they don't ever try anything else i mean even look at like zombies the creativity there is so uh, i think bad i think they're trying too hard to be popular <laughs> something it's not meant well, I think they're trying to, too hard to be something they're not meant to be. Like, I saw this great um, clip today, actually, is about Vanguard. Not to show on Vanguard too much, but the voice actors for the campaign characters were basically saying, yeah, our goal with this game was to make, give Call of Duty the identity of having, like, a very mem memorable character. Like, someone who would be like, wow, you think back on them, they're really cool, because the Call of Duty franchise doesn't really have that. And I was like, two thoughts. One, you probably never played the game before. Two, Captain Price, the four Zombies characters, Frank Woods, Ghosts. Mason. It's like... That statement just shows that either A, she didn't play any video games before, or B, the Call of Duty, or not the Call of Duty, or maybe the whole industry, is they're trying to make their games, I guess, more like movies, or they're, like just, they're trying to make it identify with a, a different industry than the players, because the there's only one game, and I know I'm a fanboy of this series, but there's really only been one game I played in the last three years of campaign, I'm a big campaign guy, it really blew me away, and that was Red Dead Redemption 2. In the last three years, like uh, story mode, because all the other story games I've played in the last three years, other than Metro X Exodus, which is based off books, so it has to be, you know, already has a good story. Um, all the new ones just aren't fun, mainly because, again, not to get too far into topics that are meant for the different episodes, but they're trying to cram down too many things that are meant to be video games into their video games. So, what it be politics, woke stuff, I, I almost um, forced, I almost diversity or something. Like, I, that stuff, I think, is kind of also... Gamers don't want that shit. If you want proof, go on Reddit and look at it. Because you're messing with an industry that isn't doesn't like to be messed with. They like the stuff the way it's been for the Not last 10, 15 years. So unless they're going to update the graphics, leave it the hell alone. I think that's kind of the general census in the 
gaming community. Not, I might be wrong there, but that's the vibe I get. Not only that, but like with the whole politics and stuff like that, like you said, politics and trying to shove things down people's throats, stuff like gamers don't care. Gamers, like, if okay, the gaming community is one of those communities that everybody is essentially accepted as a gamer. Like, it, nobody cares. But what I was going to say is a really great example of who doesn't change much, but they change enough to where it's exciting is Rockstar. Because you brought up, like, Red Dead Redemption 2. But, like, Rockstar games seems to have their formula, like, so well created. Like, every Grand Theft Auto game is so well executed. But if you really go back and play old Grand Theft Auto games, they're all pretty the much the same. It's just yeah. the story that, ch that changes and the map. And, you know, they do and, add and some things here and there that you can do and new cars. Well, let's and... think of the great games they've had story-wise. They've had Bully. Oh, um, great. Yep. GT, the whole GTA series. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. They made The Last Max Payne. They made... God, I don't Noir. remember what the game was called, but it's something to do with... I can't remember what the other game was called, but, like, the, there's five games I can think of. I can't think of the name of one, but the, the five series, there's, like, great story-rich. I think the, probably because they have professional writers, I'm guessing, of some kind, or... Whatever the formula they're using is a formula for success because I can't think of another studio that consistently releases like a game you don't really have to question like oh it's made by Rockstar I, it's gonna be good. Um, I think I got one. What's that? Shoot it. Like Be Bethesda. I was no. I was just gonna wait, say. Wait. I think wait, Bethesda. I, I think Bethesda is the next company that yep. creates consistently but do they good make games? games. Yes. Yeah. Not... Yeah. Yeah. They're owned okay, by wait, so Microsoft what's now. What's the difference between the studio? And like, cause like, I know like, cause Dishonored's not really made by Bethesda, it's made by Arkine, Arkine Studios. Well, okay, so Bethesda does make games. So obviously there's like the publisher, and then there's, you That's know, Bethesda. whatever. Cause Activision's also a publisher. You know, they publish other games that are not technically created by Activision. Although the Call of Duty games are created by studios that Activision owns. But like Bethesda's games, I think what he's trying to bring up, which I was also going to bring up. So we're definitely on the same brainwave there, <laughs> but are the Elder Scrolls games. Those are made yeah. by Bethesda well, Studios. The only thing is, the most recent game wasn't received too well. Skyrim? Which, no, wait, Deathloop. No, uh, the new Deathloop Dishonored. Or the, the new Dishonored yeah, but that's, like, that's, branch off series. But that's not Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls is like no, Bethesda's. I feel like that's Bethesda's Grand Theft Auto or Bethesda's Red Dead. Like, well, it, it's it's a, yeah. yeah, Elder Scrolls is definitely their. Uh, it's just their bread and butter. I, I have a, and then they have, where the they hell have is the new Elder Scrolls though? Like I understand that like Grand Theft Auto is taking a while, but it's like Bethesda, dude, come on. Where where is Elder Scrolls Six? Like we've got a teaser for it like six years ago. Oh, they also made Wolfenstein. They made a lot of great games. I I don't I don't know. Um, Deathloop. Ten out of ten on IGN. Eighty eight. Okay, you're reading the banner on it. I'm telling you, it's. It, okay, it, well, the I reason get... why it did bad is because they tried to say this is just like Dishonored, so Dishonored people played and didn't like. Okay, it. they would have marketed it completely different. It would have but been let's let's say they're different. let's say the studio's main games, right? So for Rockstar, it would definitely be Grand Theft Auto. Fallout. And, mm, oh no, Rockstar, I would sorry. say yeah, I'd say Grand Theft Auto. And for no, Bethesda, Grand Theft Auto, they have like five. For Bethesda, I'd there's say only two, it's... there's three red there's three Red Dead Red Dead Redemptions. There's or I guess three Red Deads, and then there's. Five GTAs. I think I, I think there's three big Bethesda games. That's it. Yeah, there's Fallout like, uh, franchises, and then there's Elder Scrolls. I, I was say Elder Scrolls, and then Doom. And Doom. Yeah. But, I think those are the biggest ones. But like, what I was gonna say is like, look at Grand Theft Auto Five, which is technically their main game of that era, 
and then look at Skyrim. Both of them got multiple remasters. They're still selling like crazy. Good remasters too. And good, they, they I were, mean, yeah. I mean, like they're good. I I wasn't a huge fan of Skyrim, which I know I'll probably get a lot of hate for. Um, I thought Oblivion was quite a bit better, but Skyrim still was. I mean, they remastered it into a full VR game. They remastered it to actually like look phenomenal, and they fixed quite a few bugs in it. I mean, at least they're doing stuff. And same with Grand Theft Auto. I mean, Grand Theft Auto when they released it for the Xbox 360. And then they remastered for Xbox One. They gave us uh, first-person view, which was sick. Yeah, that was pretty it was cool. Sick. And now they're remastering it for the PS5 and Xbox One Series X. But it's like now the like, cars will go faster, and the map will load better, and like airplanes will go higher and faster. The map should be a little bit bigger in terms of how far out you can fly. So I mean, they're at least doing stuff. And I just feel like. Other game studios just don't do that. Although Bethesda did release Fallout 76, and that was not a very well received game. No, that was not. Uh, that is the truth. Was... But I think I think a big I think a big part of all this too is the fan base around some of these games, like and like the expectations almost. It's like um you you brought up GTA like GTA 6 like I GTA 6 is like Spider Man No Way Home. It's like people work up all these ideas. All these theories, all like these expectations, they set the bar so high. That and once not like be, yeah. a studio, uh, once like a studio doesn't hit that bar, people automatically it's see it's a trash game. Yeah, I mean, like Rockstar is under fire. Well, was under a little bit of fire because of the whole uh, Grand Theft Auto trilogy remaster that they just did, and I guess it yeah, released. It, and it still was super broken. Yeah, it's bro- it's good on consoles. It's broken on PC. But like. How? Why do these studios keep... Like, how do they pass production? I mean, I understand, like, Cyberpunk was one of those games where they pushed off so long that, like, if they pushed off any longer, I think it would have just got canceled. But, like... Games are usually pushed out around December, November for the end of the quarter four fiscal cycle. But, like, why Why are all these... Like, Grand Theft Auto being remastered, it's like, all they'd really have to do is just remaster it, you know? throw in some graphics and stuff how'd they end up breaking the whole game or games yeah. you know it just doesn't it, 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 this doesn't make sense and like and i think a good example of all this it's kind of off topic but like red barrels they've made two games from what i can see on here at least two games on steam and they're all outlast and all of them have been great and they've released them um, like every four years apart from each other now five years and they didn't rush any of them why can't they just follow that graphic and stop trying to push out this piece of junk games i i think the problem with cyberpunk was because cg cd project red is such a small studio like they make like the witcher games and stuff which are fantastic games and they're not really buggy but, like, making a game, going from making, like, a Witcher game, which does have, you know, some boundaries and blah, 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 to trying to make, like, a Grand Theft Auto competitor. I mean, I've looked this up before. Rockstar is the biggest game studio pretty much in the world. I mean, they're huge. Their teams are massive. And they have, what, Rockstar North America and Rockstar... Well, they have, like, South America or whatever. I, I honestly don't know. They've got multiple game studios. Uh, I don't know. 
But yeah, they're. I, I don't understand why the all these games are coming out so broken. And, and I almost feel like it's also because of microtransactions. They just want people's money for skins. Corporate greed. Yeah. I don't get it. It's rooting. It's a rooting game. Yeah, it's just like your Apple Watch. It's a rooting. Exactly. <laughs> they're not gonna. They're not exactly. gonna send you a new Apple Watch. They want you to yeah. buy one. That's ah, a good tie-in. It's it's like I, I don't know why people became obsessed with money. I just don't get it. It's like I'll tell you, you guys are like million, billion dollar, trillion dollar companies. It's like I'll, what? I'll tell you why people got obsessed with money. It's because people see a bunch of people on social media with money, and they think they can do whatever they want. Look at that. We came full circle with the first two topics. I'm just saying it, it's it it it's true. People saw yeah. the lives that people believe these rich people are living. And it's like, I guarantee you they're not living like that or they're not as happy as they seem. Nobody is as happy as they seem on social media. That's why I, that's why I stay away. I don't have an Instagram. I don't have a Facebook. I do have YouTube, but I don't really consider YouTube more of like a social media as much as I consider it more of like a media platform. But YouTube's yeah, definitely got its issues too. And same with Twitch. Twitch has been probably the, the biggest letdown ever since Amazon bought them because they, they just they don't care about anybody anymore. Like Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Like at all. Like they just it's, they just like they, they you know, like all these people went to Mixer. And Mixer obviously failed because Microsoft can never can never just stick to a product. They, they can stick. No, they cannot. They can't. They just release a bunch of stuff. They're like, yeah, that didn't work. Like, eh, who cares? Yeah. But I will do another one that won't work. Yeah. Right. When's Mixer Two coming out? But like, <laughs> and then well, oh, don't, don't, don't worry. They'll, they'll do like a rebrand, like Facebook. Oh, and the Meta. Oh, oh yeah. My oh gosh. my gosh. Oh my gosh. And have you seen all those videos of Mark Zuckerberg and stuff like playing with yeah, his I AI have. characters? You know, yeah. he is a creepy individual. He's the only one, he's the only, like, CEO that really creeps me out. He's kind of a scum, low-key. Yeah, he, he's, he's just, a, he's just interesting. And, like, he's probably been, like, he's probably been in front of Congress and stuff more times than any CEO, like, in the history of any company. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because of their breaches and whatever, but, yeah. I, oh, there's I, another data leak. Well, data leaks, but, like, they also, like, steal every part of data that they can. Like, Facebook They're takes like, everything. You, you, you want to send your life away? Sign up for Facebook. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And did you guys hear about those, uh... I, I think they got shut down, but it was the mall... Like, in malls, they were going to do these personalized ads. Where essentially, like... <gasps> like, they were, like, big screens. And they had yeah. cameras on yep. them, and if they, they'd have facial recognition, and it would run you through a database that would see, like, what kind of stuff you've bought and all that, and then personalize the ad on the screen for you. Yeah, whack. That's too whack. far. That is way too far. That is creepy. Yeah. I don't... What? Like, listen, I'm fine. I get it. You're tracking me on my phone. You're tracking everything that I do. I There's nothing I can do about that. I have to use the device. But... Now if I walk into a mall, you're gonna give me some custom. I, I'm good. Like that's just that's just whack. And guess what? Facebook is a social media platform. 
Sure mm-hmm. is. So, yeah, but I I almost feel like that's all the topics that we had to talk about today. I feel like we've, we I feel like we came full circle, and that was that was I feel like we that did. was good. I mean, I, I don't like want to get into yeah. the whole government thing in this one because that was that that'll be that'll be a good episode. Maybe maybe we'll get, we'll get Ben on that episode. Maybe episode two or three. That that would be a good long episode because there's a lot to talk about there. There's a lot. To talk there's about. a lot to talk about when we come to that. But um, Ben, thank you for being on the first ever podcast. Of I've got a story. If you guys have a story, go in the comment section below and uh, make sure just to uh, put it down there. We'd love to hear your stories, especially customer service stories. If you have anything like Ben (laughs) and Alex, Um, fuck Alex. That's my trick. (laughs) And and, uh, Cal, do you have anything for any closing (laughs) remarks? No, just please send us some topics to talk about. We'll talk about literally anything and. Thanks again, Ben, for a wonderful, enchanting tale of terrible customer service. Thanks to Alex. Yeah, that was I, honestly I. That was a great story. I, I'm incredibly baffled about the way that they handled that. But um, like Cal said, if you guys have stories, make sure to put them in the comments. If you want us to talk about stuff or, or give our comments on stuff, we definitely will. And look out for you know more podcasts to come because we've got tons of stories from high school, middle school. Um, that we're definitely going to be sharing on this podcast. Um, because the name it's all in the name we got stories we got stories i sure do but uh thank you ben thank you all of you guys for watching and uh we'll see you guys in episode two